0: Welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. I am here with uh, the new Pod King, new um, returning Pod King, I should say, fan favorite Ian Dixon. Hello, Ian. Hello. How are you? I'm um, all right. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, the benefits of being Pod King come pouring in in the past week. <laughs>
1: Uh, can't say there's been much change, but uh,
0: no, feels good. Nobody's uh, giving you discounts at restaurants or um, <laughs> high-fiving you in the streets or sending you fan letters. Have you ever gotten a fan letter with a lady sticking a picture in there? Can't you know say they, I have. you know how they do that when, with the famous men. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I mean I'm sure women get it too, but like uh, a lot of people like to send nude pictures of themselves to celebrities. You know, because they're crazy, right? So, have you gotten that yet? No. That is the barometer. That is the metric. Um, That's the milestone that I, I'm hoping Scott Cast break, breaks this uh, 2022 <laughs> season. And I think we, under your stewardship as Pod King, we could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a challenge for this episode it, because we are recording on Sunday mm-hmm. and we never record on Sunday. And I try to release on Sunday. Right. So what I'm doing for this episode is no cuts. Mm-hmm. This is direct to tape, Lloyd Kaufman style. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see, this is where it gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look for my <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman, uh, whatever Raptors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a raptor. So uh, yeah, this is direct to tape, and all of that pausing. Is going to be left in this is and I'm going to maybe kind of do that for the rest of maybe the few next few episodes. Mm -hmm. Now that we're past 150 and everybody's kind of breathing. I'm like, okay, now it's time to get like back into a low swing and groove. And the best way to do that. ah, natural, baby. Yeah. But we've got plenty planned today. Trust me. You're just (laughs) going to have to trust me.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Excited to hear where the day takes us.
0: Yes, you know that's fate. That's taking life in a, in a flow, as David would say. You know, he, he's all about flowing water and, and uh, doing judo like water. Mm-hmm. That's what he keeps saying. He keeps saying, "I like to do karate like water." He gets he gets that from um, Jackie Jackie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> His favorite uh, martial artist. Speaking of martial arts, um, I think I think the reigning king of podcasting in in the world, at least monetarily, is finally getting tossed off his throne. Yeah, and Scottcast has an avenue to reclaim that. You know, imagine that PR move by Spotify. They canceled Joe Rogan make him do his own YouTube thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they give us a hundred million (laughs) dollars. We don't have any of the bad things he has in his catalog. Yeah. We have other bad things. (laughs) We've got other bad things, but I think they're uncancelable bad things. Like, uh, uh, well, there was army hammer. Mm -hmm. Army hammer got, Cancelled or whatever, whatever the term is. What is the real term? Because I know "get cancelled is like the politicized, right-leaning term.
1: I don't know. He uh, you got, was held accountable for.
0: His. Yeah, <laughs> 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 things came to light. Let's just say, uh, things came to light about Army Hammer. He can't. He likes cannibalism. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's sexy, kind of stuff. He gets off on it, and uh, he once ate uh, the beating heart of a dying deer i think that's i think that was the headline Mm -hmm. and uh we we haven't done that right but we have discussed the implications of necrophilia and uh, what the true law might be Mm -hmm. should be morally right and we made a great case for it so you know listen to the tapes look we're just having conversations here uh you know we're just asking questions you know Mm -hmm. and so what if all of our questions end up pointing you to the scott castor at the end or or to our new sponsor athletic greens the scottcast.com forward slash ag I've been taking it lately yeah and this time I'm turning into swamp thing nice that's the scottcast.com forward slash ag <laughs> that's what you get so far so good on the cast I mm-hmm. think we're recording yep cool <laughs> <laughs> I got a couch today. Mm-hmm. As you can see, you helped me bring it in. Yeah. How was that? Was that, a, was that a good bring in of a couch? Were you dreading bringing in a couch?
1: I wasn't looking forward to it. It was uh, went smoother than expected.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming and uh, giving me a hand, bringing it in. It was very light, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, but then again, I wasn't lifting it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and I like it it's a large couch I've been suffering under the under the auspices of a small couch mm-hmm. um, something that Sabel used to call the fat lady chair because <laughs> she just she just imagines like that's just a chair for a really fat lady <laughs> And uh, she's right it, it is basically just a large, a too large chair. It's like an orthopedic chair for somebody who, who really needs it. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than even a love seat, and definitely not a couch. And I got tired of looking at $2,000 advertisements for elephant in the box. So I went on Facebook Marketplace, found a couple millennials, a couple hip cats mm-hmm. that goes by the name of Zane in Madison Heights. Mm-hmm. We negotiated a little deal. I went and got some ratchet straps from Meyer some fucking heavy-duty ones. Mm-hmm. 2,000 pounds of force. You know, I practically broke my seats and my chassis. <laughs> Tightening that bitch up. Mm-hmm. And uh, hauled it over here. It was fun. I actually enjoyed the the going out and wheeling and dealing in the private market mm-hmm. way more than the conveniences they, they supposedly offer from Elephant in the Box and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing in all of the reviews uh that i see from people who buy couches online is that they smell Mm -hmm. you know they they smell let me see i got one for that
2: baby smell
0: (laughs) (laughs) direct to tape folks (laughs) maybe i'll delete a few of the silences but anyway so I can I can and I can buy two thousand dollars for something that smells like consumerism.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've got i got bills to pay. Yeah, I'm living under the, uh, I'm living under the tyranny of late capitalism,
2: mm-hmm.
0: late stage capitalism, which is another term I've recently learned after reading a communist book from 1908. It was late stage back then. I think it's always been late stage. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: you know, well maybe it was early. Actually, that was early stage, but. He, he was he was like this is the early stage and also the last <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, his uh his book suppose it's iron heel by Jack London and it presupposes that in 700 years we will be living in a socialist utopia mm-hmm. where where no one has to work because all the means of production have been automated. basically the exact thing a lot of people are, are uh, wheeling and dealing about nowadays mm-hmm. with uh, the rise of AI and automation? Mm-hmm. The best case scenarios. Do you think that would happen? Uh, that like uh, a technology would get to a certain point where we don't have to work for anything and we can all just sit around and be artists and and, and cavort? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's certain groups who wouldn't allow that do you think we'll out-evolve them as a society? Like, you know, uh, that's what his supposition was, Jack London's, mm-hmm. was that uh, eventually, through some sort of uh, rise, like a, like a autoimmune response to a, not an autoimmune, but like an immune response to an infection, mm-hmm. uh, the socialist empire will take over the world mm-hmm. and uh, all will be nice. But it took 700 years of living under the iron heel. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it would uh it would take a lot.
0: There are folks in
1: power who benefit from the uh the system as it is and they would have to have a gradual change of heart over generations or uh be wiped out in some way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, those are two very different outcomes. There's a a peaceful path and a uh,
0: decidedly less peaceful path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, evolution is um, if if one thing evolution is, it's it's particularly slow. Mm -hmm. I think there are some forms of microevolution though that happen. Like there is a moth once that used to be snow white in like the 17th century, Mm -hmm. but now it looks like an ashen thing mm-hmm. because it went through the industrial revolution and micro evolved to look like pieces of ash rather than falling lilies or some shit mm-hmm. so we could be like that you know but well,
1: there was our always that variability but the the ones that were snow white got devoured because the ash from the industrialization made
0: them very obvious to predators exactly so I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this scenario is we're going to have the Jeff Bezoses of the world. He's going to—he's got his five hundred million dollar yacht mm-hmm. that's being uh, dragged like under a historic bridge in Dutchland. Yeah, I hear
1: they're taking the bridge apart to let it through.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> let's be honest—I don't give a shit about bridges in Dutchland. <laughs> uh, you know, but it, but I do—I don't appreciate that he has that clout. Yeah. That like no one should have that cloud to be able to do that unless everyone has that cloud. In which case, let's do it. I would like if I could destroy the pyramids of Giza Mm -hmm. like myself and be the guy who does that. You're damn right, I'd do it. (laughs) Are you kidding? Like I would be, I would be one of the ends of one of the great monuments of history. Mm -hmm. That would put me as like almost a part of the legend as much as the pyramids of Giza themselves. I would blow this shit up out of the pyramids of Giza if I could. <laughs> Only if I could get my name attached to it though.
2: Mhm.
0: <laughs> is that a terrorist act? No, because the guy inside it is already dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Might be cultural terrorism.
0: I I mean, is it terror though? I I'm, I'm I'm just signing I mean, it's, uh... the end of a story. Is that so terrible to end a story? Kind of, yeah. I feel like a Bond villain. <laughs> I do like that idea as like a Bond villain's explanation for what he's doing. He's just, I'm running the end of the story. <laughs> Man, history is a story. And I'm just writing the end. <laughs> good day, Mr. Bond.
1: Should work that into our uh, zombies script. That's good. Mark it. It's a... Uh... Or, uh, I don't remember who we decided the villain was. The the chemical company or whatever. Yeah. That's their, their rationale.
0: Right. Oh, okay, so that's the chemical company is going to be doing that, not the zombies anthropomorphize no. doing it. So the chemical company wants to destroy the world. That's a whole new take.
1: They don't necessarily have that as like a motive, but they... Figure that's happening, and so why not be the one to write the end of the story?
0: Okay, like that's how they <laughs> rationalize like everything that they see, but they mm-hmm. won't they won't put it out into the PR environment, right? Okay, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect. That's a perfect thing. <laughs> Speaking of zombies, though. Uh, I think uh, I found a new way to to create video content for ScottCast mm-hmm. while we're working on our uh, live action debut. Yeah. And uh, you saw it earlier today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've created a cartoon, kind of home movies-esque with the animation style and very rudimentary. But it works, I think. What do you, What do you think about it? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Are you looking forward to some uh, Scott Cast animated series? Absolutely. You know, we have the slightly animated series, mm-hmm. which is already out there on the internet webs, mm-hmm. where it's just a cutout of our pictures just babbling on. And uh, now we're going to go, we're going to graduate to fully animated. Mm-hmm. And I want the Scott Castigators to take this as proof that we are on our way to feature film stardom. We're going to make James Gunn look like James Dunn, (laughs) you know, with how great we're going to rise from the ashes. Cause he came from trauma. Yeah. As, as uh, Lloyd always reminds everyone. Yeah, And we're going to make him look like shit. (laughs) Cause right now, what's he writing besides like very entertaining little, films for whoever is into the superhero crowd. hmm David. He's writing David movies. Yeah. David films. By the way, we can call David at any point. Mm-hmm. And I want the Scott Castigators to know that that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> but only if Ian and I get into a fight, like we need someone to, to break the tie. Yeah. Or if we make a bet on how David would react to something. Mm-hmm. I would see those two scenarios playing out today.
1: We'll see how things go.
0: We'll see how things go. Oh. So, remember how at the end of episode 150, when we declared you Pod King, Mm -hmm. we called Bendy. Yeah. And we said, if he answers, he can just be Pod King. Yes. (laughs) I love that. And, uh... He did text back after he hung up on us, Mm -hmm. like within 30 minutes. Mm. I just didn't see it. Yeah. This proposes a conundrum. And as the pod king uh, anointed, I think you must be the one to decide Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. He's going to be here uh, the episode after next. Okay. And I think he wants to, I think he considers himself pod king. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's a tale of two pod kings. (laughs) How would you how would you greet this intruder?
1: I wouldn't be mad at uh, Bendy being Pod King. You just give it to him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good because I don't want to come up with another competition episode. <laughs> Tired of competition episodes. So. Yeah, we're going to have to go more freeform. Maybe not as freeform as this, mm-hmm. but let's say between this and that. We can, that's what we should call the podcast from now on between this and that. Yeah. The podcast. And it's, and the main color is sky blue Mm. with a little sunshine. Yeah. Blue skies and golden sunshine. (laughs) Gotcha.
2: This is a serious investigation.
0: (laughs) Um, let's look at the news. Let's go to headlines. So there's a new startup out there, new business, mm-hmm. and their business is lasso guns. Okay. And their target market is schools. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner. I love it. I wish there were lasso guns in my in school when I was a kid. I would run a file just to like get lassoed. <laughs> that's a that's a look of like how a lasso gun attaches. Mm. It's basically a thin string that wraps around like like six or seven times, yeah uh within about five inches around the ankles. you know and like, <laughs> like what is this for? Like when do you ever need to lasso a kid do you do you ever feel like you need to lasso kids in your practice? <laughs> I can't say I do no I mean
1: it's re- restrainment's pretty frowned upon generally
0: <laughs> but, but if it's with lasso <laughs> you know that's fair game mm-hmm. I think if you give the kids a lasso gun as well mm-hmm. that would make it better it should be it should be fair play yeah. And if kids are just lassoing each other all up and down the hallway, mm-hmm. that'll toughen them up. <laughs> and we need tougher kids. We're about to enter one of the most, uh, um, how, do you, how do you say, like the worst periods of human history. Mm-hmm. Well, probably not the worst in human history because we still have like Netflix and stuff. Right. And I don't think that's going away. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be a hellscape, but we'll still have streaming. <laughs> So that's better than the Black Plague, for instance. Yeah. Or Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. They never expect the Spanish Inquisition.
1: Where's this company based out of curiosity?
0: Mm. It's called the Bola Wrap. Let's see. It appears to be American for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Seems like a very American thing, yeah.
0: The, the the big uh yeah it looks like buffalo police had a had a little bit of a excitement with it they 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 got into trouble in a huge lawsuit last year because they were using it too much <laughs> like they used it way too fast mm-hmm. they they completely they replaced de-escalate with lasso gun <laughs> <laughs> let's see what is the what is the company called oh okay that's why it's called rap technologies I thought that was just I don't know what they call their shit let's let's look it up let's get some real fucking deets Mm -hmm. on uh, rap technology they've got free training oh we should get one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be so much fun that would be a great uh, Scott cast we should do <laughs> just just chasing David around shooting a lasso gun <laughs> let's see innovators of modern policing oh my god check out the chief operating officer and tell me this is not the exact guy making the bolo gun <laughs> <laughs> Got that cop stash Mm -hmm. for sure. Got the bald cop. Got some ladies.
1: So the free training resulted in excessive use of the the lasso gun in the police department?
0: I mean, let's be honest. If you had a lasso gun and, you know, a fuzzy legality determining whether you can use it or not, Mm -hmm. you'd use it. (laughs) I would use it. I would use it for no reason. Police certainly aren't known for their restraint. And definitely, yeah, if you're going to be going to the police and you want to be a police officer and they're like, hey, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman. Imagine if they had a kid. No, no, no. Not imagine them trying to have a kid. Imagine the kid. Fuck, it's a lasso gun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot it off. there we go yeah so I mean there's the lasso gun we should get a Skycast cast lasso gun we should do some uh, It's let's see how much it costs purchasing rap.com w-r-a-p mm-hmm. so that's a good domain they, they were these are some people who were like I'm serious about this lasso gun we're gonna get a four letter domain <laughs> that's what it tells me There's nobody in the world getting a new four letter domain unless you're paying over a hundred grand. Got to request a quote for the Bolo Wrap. They're not just going to give it to us. Mm. (laughs) What if we get sponsored by the Bolo Wrap? (laughs) (laughs) You think they'd sponsor us? Because they're trying to broaden their market Mm. outside of law enforcement. Yeah. But it's hard to justify, you know, a lasso gun. Right. On, on, for public use. Right. Like,
1: uh, I wonder what the rules are about that.
0: Because the, it's
1: not lethal. It's not, not lethal. I don't, I, I guess could be harmful if it's projecting anything, but mm-hmm. probably low liability. Mm hmm. Be a good tool for the Hamtramck Avengers. It'd be a great tool for the Hamtramck Avengers. Just lasso somebody, have them trip into a dumpster. You don't even have to tackle them,
0: right? And then you tackle them anyway. <laughs> 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 I'd be into that. That'll be easy to animate too. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think. The, I think the the rap gun. the best application for it as a company, mm-hmm. if they're gonna take my advice and they should, mm-hmm. they should invent a sport mm-hmm. that requires a rap gun. Yeah. You take your rap gun and like, a, it's like a football team, two, two teams huddle uh, at, at a line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. play goes off, everyone has a rap gun, last one standing wins. <laughs> they went for their team.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's
0: kind of like dodgeball, but with rap guns. Yeah. And and just chaos. Because <laughs> <laughs> that line of scrimmage, like football, it'll just go away. Right. Like as soon as the play's called. And it's just like a bunch of assholes right next to each other with rap guns. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also like football, the play will last like seven seconds. Yeah. You know. So maybe there's a way we can do it so that there's multiple plays. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, like, I guess you unwrap them. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hmm.
0: But that would be a good thing to get into because you're not going to sell it to people as self-defense because if I'm going to get in just as much trouble for a rap gun in a self-defense scenario as I am going to be a real gun,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'll just use the real gun. You know, and deal with the red tape later, right? So that I you get the job gets done. You know.
1: Yeah, I'd wonder like how complicated it is to reset. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I missed. <laughs> right. <laughs> just reeling it in.
1: <laughs> yeah. So lots of questions.
0: Lots of questions. If if it cost one hundred and fifty dollars, would you get it?
1: I mean, I wouldn't because I really couldn't see a practical use for David, a layperson. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> I, mean I would get it just to <laughs> just to shoot David with it.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that does it for that does it for that headline news. Mm. Let's uh, let's talk some recommendations though. I've been reading a lot of books Mm -hmm. lately. Okay. I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been consuming media far too much. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not far too much because it's very concentrated doses. Mm -hmm. Like what I'm doing with books is I'm like, all right, I've got this book and I'm going to try to fucking read half of it today. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to plow through this thing, like a 250 page book or something. I'm going to read 125 pages in a single sitting. And it turns out it takes about as much time to do that as I would just like vegging out not actually watching mm-hmm. Trailer Park Boys yeah, for the 50th time. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big change in my life.
1: It's good. Sounds productive.
0: I mean, sure. If like there's anything being produced by me being like, I read that. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of my life, when I'm fading into oblivion, I'll be like... At least I read that. <laughs> I think there's value in that. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's, it's better, I will say, than fading out in TV. Because TV, particularly lately, has been really bugging me with how good it is. Mm-hmm. It's just so much all the time. It's like, oh, the cinematography and and the acting, and, and the trauma the characters go through, and it's always in the cliffhanger mode in 30 minutes or 45 or an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just tired of it. It's it's grating at a certain point. It's like eating too much sugar, mm-hmm. you know? It's like gorging out on M&Ms every day. Look, M&Ms are about the most tasty candy in the world. I'll eat an M&M any time. But if it's my millionth M&M in the same hour, it's not gonna feel good. Right. You know? So books have kind of remedied that for me lately. I've Mm -hmm. read four books so far this year. Nice. Dr. No, Wittgenstein's Mistress, and two others. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Reading Hour. (laughs) Where are we? Let's see. Recommendations. Recommendations. So I've been reading a lot of books. The latest book I've read was Wittgenstein's Mistress. Mm. Are you familiar with Ludwig Wittgenstein? No. Um, He was a philosopher man. Mm -hmm. Basically, in the most simple way I can put it, he, he said something along the lines that human language can't possibly communicate human experience. There is always an interminable gulf. Interminable gulf between the two.
1: Okay. I could see that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's implications to that. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this, his little philosophy in like little one sentence fragments, kind of like showing showing the tenuousness of things Mm -hmm. as stated. Like you could say something, but it could mean a million things. Right. You know, like uh, I'm fighting with someone. What does that mean? Having fisticuffs or having an argument. You know, that says something about you. Having an imagined conflict. Yeah, that (laughs) that does say something about you because it means two things.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, It means fighting somebody, Mm -hmm. and it also means fighting alongside somebody. Mm -hmm. Fight with someone. yeah. So, Wittgenstein's mistress is this woman who, for some reason, due to some calamity that's never named or discussed... She is the last living thing on earth. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's cats or something. I think there's cats. But she's the last human on earth and she's just walking around Europe doing whatever. She's painting giant things on the street. She hangs her own artwork in the Louvre Mm -hmm. next to Da Vinci and stuff. And she's got this immense cultural knowledge of things. And so she's just like thinking about the stories like the Greek myths and and, like Rembrandt, Van Gogh, um, and Wittgenstein and stuff like that. And she's just thinking of it as like she's like puttering along in life. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize it as as you're going on through it because there's no chapters, there's no real plot. But like I grew a real affinity for the person because they're very honest Mm -hmm. and like they're making a lot of mistakes, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can tell even just intertextually, just that like, oh, she said this here, but that's there. Only one of these can be true. Mm -hmm. And, and like towards the end, you just get this, get this notion that she's just so alone. Mm -hmm. And, and of course she is, she's the last person on earth, though she doesn't really mention it. And, and that like the loneliness that is expressed is not necessarily like the, the passionate like deathly loneliness of like true isolation but like like an almost permeating loneliness that afflicts anybody who who just can't really communicate with yeah. people you know and that's what it is cuz like she's losing faith in words and stories and and that because she's she doesn't know what to believe or 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 there's no feedback and and there's no nothing it's just, there's this. Well, then there's also this. And then there's that. And like the entire story plays out like that. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's engaging and it's good. It's called Wittgenstein's Mistress. You're going to have to buy it as a used copy of, of a book because there's no e-books available for some reason. Mm. And uh, I think it's out of print.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's genius. I gave it 10 out of 10. Sounds... Intriguing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want dibs on borrowing it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, there he goes. the The one free copy's gone, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um. Recommendations?
1: I don't know that I have a ton to recommend. I will recommend uh, a Punchkey beer. Oh, it's it's drink from, time uh, from Eastern Market Brewing here in in Detroit if you're in the metro Detroit area. Um, Yeah, I picked these up this weekend. It's uh, coming up on the old uh, Fat Tuesday in the Hamtramck tradition, the Polish tradition of uh, Punchki Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a big deal around here. There's a distillery in uh, Eastern Market that does uh, Punchki Vodka. This year they decided to extend well, not them, but uh, another uh, brewer in Eastern Market decided to extend the punchki beverage uh, experimentation to beer. And I picked up a four-pack, and this is my first taste here on the Scottcast. And it's fucking delicious.
0: Let's have a listen to that audio of tasting.
1: Nice. Yeah. So so they, they made it with actual punchki from...
0: Uh, new Palace. S- that so confuses me. Like so they had placed a large order for punchkies, hmm And then they what? And they put it
1: into the brewing vessel?
0: They just they just smushed just, it up and just, in just there. dumped them in there, yeah? Like they got a they in got the a from a rowboat. And they just something like that? Started beating the crap out of it. hmm mm.
1: So they're very specifically Raspberry punchki, And it's uh you can taste that in the beer. It's very fruit forward, tart, raspberry flavor. Um, but there's also like a hint of uh, you know, the, the pastry and like sugar in there. So it's like kind of the, as the flavor evolves, you get that little kind of creamy pastry goodness.
0: Do you think that's it's like uh, a million calories? Because I've been counting my calories for the past month. And, and alcohol carries with its own stuff. I'm not like counting it like I'm trying to lose mm-hmm. weight, but uh, I'm just trying to get a gauge on what my habits are. Right. But uh, I find that I drink a lot. Yeah. And uh, when I drink, it's like a single serving of a drink, the alcohol itself is like 100 calories. Mm-hmm. So even if you're taking a shot, mm-hmm. right? It's 100 calories. Right. Beer, 100 calories plus the wheat. So I'm saying... This this pint of beer here, what do you think? 200? 500? 700? 1,500? 2,500?
1: I don't think it's that much because you're not really getting like any of the actual fats, I would imagine, from the punchki itself.
0: Like it's literally a beer with lard in it.
1: <laughs> I I don't know that there would be that much of it left in the beer, though
0: of course it like i think
1: alcohol when you compare like uh caloric values for uh like macronutrients like fats are the most it's like nine kilocalories per gram mm-hmm. alcohol is like seven calories per gram uh and then like proteins and um carbohydrates are like four three or four
0: that's some good so, fucking math
1: so like booze is booze is already almost as calorically dense as like fats.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I wouldn't worry so much about like the sugars and stuff as much as like just the alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's not really that much alcohol. It's like five percent. So it's probably like close to a standard beer.
0: Okay. Okay. You know. I would love to get like a scientific analysis of a sample of it, mm-hmm. to know, like know exactly how much lard per parts million is in, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in that beer. Because <laughs> I think that's what they use for poochkis. They got they got to use like, yeah, like the traditionally it's for lent. Right. And they got to use up all
1: their animal products
0: before they fast from it. Exactly. Exactly. I was thinking about giving something up for Lent, but I wouldn't know what to do. I don't want to give up alcohol because St. Patrick's Day is in the middle and so is like 40 other days. hmm <laughs> <laughs> But um, I could give up something. Yeah. I always like the joke where people would give up something that they never do anyway. Right. Like I would give up crack for Lent. <laughs> it's time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What would you give up if you if you uh, would take like maybe call it like a Festivus Lent, like a Festivus fast? Yeah, it's it's the you're doing it for the fasting of 40 days from a from something so that you know mm. increase your resilience to the world, your anti-fragility. I'd probably give up like television. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that would be so hard because you've got like. 80 inch of of TV in a (laughs) 90 inch room. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I I get
1: what you're saying with like the TV shows that it's kind of like gets to be overload sometimes and it's like, what am I really doing with my time? And there's other things that
0: I could be. It's when I realize I'm not really paying attention. Yeah. You know, like if you're really into the show and like you're fucking taking it in and Mm -hmm. you really take in those scenes and you're like, oh, that's a gorgeous shot and you know, and you know, and you have an appreciation for that, Mm. that's good. But so much of it is just like, I need to, I need to veg for nine hours. Right. I don't want to veg. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to veg, I'm going to veg like literally, like I'm going to turn off all the lights in my house and I'm going to put a chair two feet from a wall and I'm going (laughs) to stare at that wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I veg. I veg for real. Yeah. I might just sleep for 24 hours straight. That's how I would veg. It's false vegging doing a binge of TV. Yeah. Although at the same time, guess what I've started?
1: What's that? South Park. Okay. <laughs> I, From the very beginning?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Season one. I'm in season two, episode like five or something. Mm-hmm. I've never watched South Park. In its entirety. And I've never really been a guy to just turn on South Park. Mm-hmm. All of my South Park viewing has been because people are like putting it on for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hanging out. They put on a South Park. Yeah. So I'm very excited because I've <laughs> always liked South Park. And there's 25 seasons. Of it.
1: That's <laughs> nice when you can experience something like new. Because it's been such a part of the like popular culture for so long now.
0: Yeah, I and didn't it's... realize how much of it, how much of those references were straight out of the first season. Mm-hmm. Respect my authority. Mm-hmm. That's first season Cartman. Yeah, I was I would expect that like seven seasons in, mm-hmm. but no, like South Park hit everything out of the gate immediately, mm-hmm. and it's been such a fun ride this first season. I think my favorite character so far is Kenny yeah because he dies all the time <laughs> and uh there's also he's got the tight hoodie on mm-hmm. so he mumbles everything mm-hmm. but they they have actual words for this mumbling mm-hmm. you yeah. just have to look it up like uh the south park people released all their scripts for the first few seasons or something and like he says the worst stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's like Bound it in the pussy man <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know hair grow there. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's wonderful. Um, what else do I like? I also like when Cartman yells at his cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Mew. It reminds me of me and Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kitty isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mew. No kitty. See, <laughs> <laughs> lasts forever. Is there uh, something uh, you think I I should be real excited for coming up? Because I'm only on season two. Mm -hmm. It's 25 seasons.
1: I can't say I know the seasons that
0: well. How were seasons five through 20?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't recall uh, a season that I was like, man, this sucks. But I didn't like, because I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, you grew up like <laughs> <laughs> somewhere <laughs> Some, somewhere along the line. I Yeah, other things drew my interest, so I didn't uh, watch religiously or anything. But those first couple seasons for sure were like very boundary pushing at the time. Now, I mean, TV's kind of vulgar in general, but that was like nothing was like that when it came out. It was like 97 or something.
0: Yeah, I I would even contend that they push boundaries that have since not been tried again. Yeah, like uh, the Christmas shit. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that that first episode with that. I think the I think the main crisis, like at the beginning, is that the Christmas shit shows up at in uh, Kyle's house. Right. Oh, hi Kyle. And. He's in trouble for believing in the Christmas shit, Mr. Henke. Mm-hmm. Because he believes in him. And he, Mr. Henke comes out of the toilet and he tries to cheer him up and he does this dance routine all over the bathroom. And then now the bathroom is just covered and smeared and shit mm-hmm. just everywhere. It was disgusting to watch. I was eating. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the mom comes in. And the Christmas shit disappears. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't disappear. He he unanimates. Mm -hmm. So now it's just uh, Kyle holding a piece of shit. (laughs) And there's shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one other film I've seen that's like that. And that was Two Girls, One Cup. (laughs) (laughs) So I think think South Park even still gets a point Mm -hmm. (laughs) for for pushing boundaries.
1: Drop Dead Fred's kind of like that. What's, uh, what's Drop Dead Fred? That's a movie from the 90s. Um,
0: like Freddy Got Fingered? No. Different Fred?
1: Different Fred. It was like uh, this little girl's imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. And she like goes through some shit and moves back home and like rediscovers him. But shenanigans ensue and there's a scene where he's like wiping dog shit all over the new carpet in the living room. And then it gets blamed on the girl because Fred's imaginary.
0: Mm. Mm. Okay, so maybe the 90s had like a big surge of shit smearing. It's a theme. (laughs) We should bring shit smearing back. Why not? Do it in Zombies. I like how Zombies is just this big dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be this bloated mess of like just complete sensual pleasure, mm-hmm. and that's why we should probably give up the the TV and movies as at like a fast for for some sort of period, um, just just so to, to prepare our minds for the explosion of just terrible <laughs> shit we're gonna be actually creating. Right. Um, I was at the I was at the Ghostlight the other night um, at the songwriter night, and Allison Lewis was bartending we were talking and she actually came up with a really good idea for like a, like a series, mm-hmm. a Netflix series,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that would be like following open mic nights and the weird people that go to it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Scott, you should write that up. You're brilliant. You're an amazing individual. You're an intellectual and intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, but what's in it for me? <laughs> But uh, I thought it was a really good idea. Yeah, I would watch that. It, it's original. Mm-hmm. There's not much out there that's original, but I think Scott Cast Studios, with our various projects, Zombies, the mega hit of the fucking summer, mm-hmm. 2042. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when we're coming up with a cartoon series. Yeah. Imagine this podcast as a cartoon. Like, exactly. I mean, we're doing Mm direct-to-tape. Except for those things I cut out. (laughs) (laughs) Be on the lookout for for us doing our fucking thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Thank you. It is time for... Space
2: news. Space
0: news. Have you heard about um, scientists who have proposed a mission to send a spaceship out to a mysterious interstellar object?
1: No. Tell me
0: more about that. It's like a, it's like a giant piece of shit. Okay. Just hurtling through the universe, and they have no idea what it is. Okay. So like, that, like the plot from that movie, Don't Look Up, they're sending um, probes to go up there, land on it, collect some samples, and uh, supposedly come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. How interstellar is it? <laughs> it's a good question. It was first detected four years ago, and it's coming back around. And their goal is to launch something in uh, 2028, And then uh, rendezvous with the object in 26 years. Okay. And it's supposed to have a massive scientific path, so I guess whatever it takes for 26 years to fucking get to. (laughs) You know how some people measure uh, drive times by the time? Yeah. Like, it's it's not a a mile away, it's 10 minutes away because it's a busy road or something. That's a Midwest thing. It's a Midwest thing because we, yeah, it's a, what, how far is Clarkston it's like 45 minutes away yeah I don't know how many miles that is no idea <laughs> who cares so the, apparently these rocks these uh, flying pieces of shit don't come around very often and this is extremely valuable mm-hmm. you know whatever I mean I don't know how do scientists even define what's valuable or not because there's so much information out there like how do you know it's valuable information
1: right Yeah, what are they hoping
0: to find out about it? Because they don't know anything. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, it is actually made of fecal matter, guys. (laughs) It is a giant flying piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But whose shit is it? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Mm -hmm. like a South Park episode.
1: Yeah. So how are we, I guess, how are we retrieving the data? Is it just sending back information or is it? landing on the piece of shit and then flying back
0: i gotta say it's gonna try to fly back like it'll send maybe it'll send some radio signals Mm -hmm. as like a last resort but
1: because i don't know how the technology has evolved in the last couple decades but i know that like a lot of the probes we sent out like back in the day they're just now reaching like kind of the outer portions of space, but we're not getting them back. They're just kind of floating and sending data until they can't.
0: I gotta say, if they're gonna be waiting 26, 28 years to even, like, get to the object, it's gotta be when it's coming back around so that it can make a return trip. hmm With some shit in tow. Mm-hmm. It's 650 feet long, so it's plenty of space to land something. I <laughs> that's pretty tight (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know have you ever landed on an asteroid before it sounds sounds like a large object 650 feet that's two football fields
1: some very precise calculations with the vastness of space and they're sending it out for 26 years it's gonna meet right at the spot
0: it's got time (laughs) (laughs) it could be leisurely
1: yeah I mean, imagine they're like aiming at a point, and they're expecting it to be there, because it probably if it's if it's coming back, they don't have like a ton of fuel to like spend getting exactly where they need to be, and then all the way back.
0: It's probably like the wildly coyote um, maneuver Mm -hmm. around the Earth, or no, around the Moon. Mm -hmm. Like he takes the rocket, straps it to his ass, goes around the canyon, Mm -hmm. and the gravity of the canyon. Or in this case, some other interstellar object mm-hmm. whips it around back to the direction it needs to go. It just needs a little boost, right, to get out of orbit at the right trajectory to get in.
1: But think of like that distance and that amount of time, and like you have to be like right dead on. <laughs> That's
0: true. Which... I think the I think the technique. If I was a scientist, and so listen to me, NASA. Someone send this to NASA or SpaceX. Right dead on within <laughs> 600 feet. <laughs> yeah, I could do it. I know how to do it. <laughs> I know exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do, SpaceX or NASA, listen, I'm not going to work for Blue Origin. <laughs> they got BO. But we're going to transmit ScottCast into space. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to do is you're going to build a robot with AI, and in 28 years' time, after, after it hits that rock, because they know how to hit the rock, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to give this AI feelings of nostalgia. You're going to mm-hmm. download some nostalgia feelings, like I have a time-release nostalgia bug mm-hmm. that kicks in, and it's going to scan the space webs, and it's going to hear us transmitting from space. And our voice will call it back mm-hmm. It'll be like oh, I wish I could listen to Scottcast Where's that signal? There it is <laughs> And where are we going to be broadcasting from If not from the center of the earth That's true So it'll be perfect It'll be perfect Even if it, even if it like has a margin of error mm-hmm. For finding where the radio signal is It's got the whole earth Because we're going to be in the direct center of it That's true so <clears throat> you're welcome, Nassau. You could send the check over to the Scott Cast or just have your entire crew buy athletic greens. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably a good idea. You got to have a healthy crew. <laughs> the ScottCast.com forward slash AG. Yeah. Would you uh, be on a mission to in a, intercept an interstellar object if it didn't take 28 years?
1: Mm, probably not.
0: Well, you know, if you had the opportunity, right, and they ample pay, mm-hmm. how much would it cost to get you up there in that, in that ship? And they need you. You're like the perfect body think, type. for them. <laughs> I don't think they could pay me enough for something that long. Let's assume it takes a week instead of 28 years Mm -hmm. to get to the object, come back. So you leave on a Monday, land on a Wednesday, uh, leave on a Friday, get back on a Sunday. Yeah. Sure. Do that? Yeah. Okay. We can organize that. Because in the 28 years, it's going to take them to land on the thing. Mm -hmm. I just came up with the homing device here on the spot. Yeah. Here on Scott Cast. Like within an hour of recording this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in 28 years, we're gonna find a way to do this whole journey in seven days. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the best podcast ever. We'll even live stream the whole thing. <laughs> if you don't mind. Would you would you live stream a space journey for seven days? <laughs> sure. See? You could do it. You can uh, you can survive under the gaze of the entire world for seven days. Do you think uh, that would make you nervous?
1: Probably. I don't know. Twenty years. It's hard
0: to know. What? I'll be like.
1: <laughs> you're just a. Fame almost monger. seventy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just a seventy-year-old fame monger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be good though, especially if you're like uh, approaching like the late stage of your life, more mm-hmm. more years behind you. Yeah, ahead of you. Go to space. Yeah, why not? Collect some rocks. I think I think in 28 years time, mark my words, most astronauts will be old fucks. Mm-hmm. who just don't want to do anything else. Yeah. You know, they've retired. Um they've signed up for the missions. They learned how to measure things for space. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I learned space measurement. And that's how they retire. Is like Because Social Security is not going to cut it for most people. And NASA, as we've heard last week, has a staffing crisis. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be old people in space. Yeah. I'd be an old guy in space.
1: Why not? What else are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I'm going to need the money. <laughs> That's how it's going to be Like socially Mm -hmm. Like uh, you go to the bar (laughs) You see this old guy Like tottering forwards Like ah Another one of those astronauts (laughs) (laughs) So you know That's been the Scottcast for today It's a a very punctuated Scottcast Mm -hmm. But we've been recording for an hour You know I'll cut out a little bit We had a two hour podcast last week and uh we're just chilling. We're just keeping it real. You know. Do you got uh, any uh words of parting wisdom uh for for the podcast before we ask what we learned today? <clears throat> Have you had, had anything that you've been itching to say? Not really.
1: Man, that's what it's makes you podcast. Sunday, man. I'm s- Fuck me. Fuck you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did we learn today? I learned that that couch I got was way lighter than I thought it would be. And I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. I don't need a heavy couch. Yeah. I need a comfortable, large couch for me to lay out on and like possibly just pass out on and and like sleep instead of on my bed. And then I wake up at like four in the morning being like, oh, oh, I fell asleep. And I look (laughs) and I'm like, oh, damn it. I forgot when I fell asleep. And now I think I watched... 4 seasons of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how am I going to be a completionist now? Mhm. Hmm, what did I learn? Um not a whole lot. I don't know. You know, I think we're nervous about the directed tape mentality here. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe it's not so good, but maybe it's what we need, you know. That's what I'm gonna fast from. I'm gonna fast from hyper editing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna only cut out the times we say.
1: Sometimes you just need to, yeah, chill and see what happens.
0: I think I think we got this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not I'm not afraid of this. Sneaky D, you really thought you really thought your pod king meant something. You really thought your pod king shit meant fuck me. <laughs> Sneaky D. Yeah. <laughs> You think you pushed boundaries, but we got Ian over here. He's like South Park first season. He's getting rid of editing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? And maybe when Bendy gets here, he'll just put it right back. Hmm. He'll be like, "No, I said too much shit, guys. You're gonna have to bring anything <laughs> back." Bow your heads to
2: Scottcast.
0: All righty, Pod King. How about you lead us out? All right
1: hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as scottcast we
0: bid the adieu see you later scott castigators all hail scottcast glory be to scott cast hit that shit nice we hit that we have both have mugs david would like to know that (laughs) i should have said it earlier